0: You're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast.
1: Let's get it started in here. Running, and running, running and running, 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 and running, running, and running, running, and running, and running, running, and running, running. and, in this
0: context, yeah. there's no disrespect, so when I bust my around, you break your neck. Oh. We got five minutes
1: for us to disconnect from all intellect, and let the rhythm affect. I'm out. Get started. It started. All Get, it started. Get it started. Get started. Let's start
0: Welcome back to Fantasy Frenemies Week Two. It is September first, and the football season is a almost a week away. Uh, tomorrow it will be one week away, uh, so that is super exciting. Uh, we got some exciting Week One matchups that we're going to discuss here. But again, I am Trevor. We got Blaze, Brian, and Brandon all back here with us uh, post draft, which was an exciting draft. Um, we're going to dive into the draft recap, talk about some of our teams. Uh, maybe some players that we, we like that we grabbed or maybe someone we missed out on. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe the best value or the worst pick overall, which I think there might be a consensus on that, but we'll definitely get into that. Um, after we talk about the draft, we are going to get into a little bit of a season look ahead. Um, Brian's got some power rankings that he's going to show us. And then we're going to look at the playoff predictions for not only fantasy, but we're going to talk a little bit of NFL That way I don't get yelled at this time. I'm just going to preface it with that. Um, So that'll be exciting. And then we have a new segment this week, which we hope to keep every week. It's called Flops, Tops, and Drops. And this is going to be our hot take segment. Maybe some players that you should pick up or maybe stay away from this week. And then we're going to finish off with uh, Brandon's great idea, story time with Trevor, which he came up with last week on the episode. Um, So yeah, so um, how are you guys doing today? How's everyone's week? How's everyone feeling about the draft? Feeling
2: good, Trevor.
1: It was it was all right, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, good. So, that's good. Some um, of us should not be as I'm, happy with the draft as others. <laughs> Please. Oh, I'm
1: not. The, pow- the power rankings <laughs> going to come in hot, Brian?
2: The power rankings are going to come in very hot when we get to them. <laughs> one of you... Gonna Brian's going to make some of- Yeah, One of you will be disappointed.
3: <laughs> maybe more... Oh, maybe of more you can't disappoint you. me if I'm ready for it, Brian. <laughs> Brian's
0: going to make some enemies. Brian's going to make a... Brandon, you might be shocked if I was last, but I could be wrong. But um, so I guess I can start. I was satisfied with my team. I I did have the fifth pick, which I didn't at first think that it was a bad pick. But once the draft started, uh, I kind of panicked and realized this is actually the worst pick in the draft um, because all four, like (laughs) everyone said, all the top running backs were off the board. And I was like, well, what do I do? What drafts were you
1: in where all of the running backs were off the
0: board? Okay, not all of the running backs, but like, you know, your, your other lead.
1: Lead. My other league, yeah. <laughs> but, you know,
0: Christian Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, those were guys Were I mean, those were... Trevor, those I, I think I those were
2: gone. Yeah, that's expected, and not be able to take <laughs> Christian McCaffrey with
1: the I, fifth pick.
0: I know that. I, I thought maybe something would fall, okay. but
1: anyways... Trevor, you talk about your team. I'll stop being I, me. <laughs>
0: I was able to get Tyreek Hill, which I was I was more than okay picking up. Um, Tyreek Hill's my first pick. He was on my team last year. He definitely started to carry me in the second half of the season, so I hope that he does the same this year. And then my running backs are much better than last year. I, liked, I, I believe they are, at least. I have Antonio Gibson and David Montgomery, who were decent running backs last year, so I am more than satisfied with my team. And then I got, what, Jalen Waddell is one of my wide receivers, so... Um, that was pretty exciting as a, as a rookie. I'm sure he'll develop into something good. Um, someone else who drafted a rookie, uh, Brandon, though, is already having injury issues. Uh, so I, I'll let him talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the first week episode, I uh, recapped my injury struggles at the running back position, which last year was big time with Chubb, Saquon, and uh, Raheem Mostert all being hurt early on in the season and for an extending amount of time. And my running back. Bad history extends much, much beyond that. And I drafted Travis Etienne. I was pretty excited about the pick given our league's PPR. I thought third down back, good chemistry with Lawrence, and then also moving forward since the Dynasty League, keeping him year after year. I was very excited about the pick, but uh already injured. And also, um, I grabbed Daryl Henderson late in the draft, which was also very excited about, and then they go and trade for Sony Michelle. So uh Running back was the depth of my team, what I was most excited about. And now that turned into maybe a weakness in the matter of literally days. But to start off the draft, I went Zeke and Nick Chubb back to back. And then I also grabbed Austin Eckler in the third. So team is a little running back heavy with those three to start, but I knew from the get go, I was going Eckler in the third if he was there. And it just so happened that I kind of went against my initial plan and went running back, running back. But very excited to have Chubb, Zeke and Eckler at the top of my roster. And then I went C.D. Lamb, which is one of my favorite picks, real upside, high upside wide receiver. I'm very excited to see what he can do in year two. Hopefully it's a real boom. He had a great year in his rookie year anyway, so I'm hoping for a pretty large improvement on that. And then I really rounded it out with some super consistent PPR receivers, I believe, with Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, and Allen Robinson. Some real low floor, not super high ceiling guys to kind of uh, mesh with CeeDee Lamb, could, who could be hit or miss it. So I'm very excited about about my team. Went Rodgers and Jalen Hurts as my quarterbacks. And then I got quite possibly to steal of the draft with TJ Hawkinson as the last tight end one taken in our draft. Everyone else had, had a tight end, so I got him at tight end eight. So very excited wow. about, about TJ Hawkinson there. I know Brian and I went back and forth a lot in this draft since our picks were yeah. back-to-back, either – one of us stealing the other or flip-flopping there. So, Brian, you want to you wanna say how you stole Terry McLaurin from me? <laughs> I did – well, <laughs> I did
2: well, – I don't know if I stole Terry McLaurin. I mean, looking at it, in the you had the 3-8 and 4-1, and I drafted McLaurin at the 4-2. So, you had every chance to draft Terry McLaurin. You just didn't. Um, but, anyway, I think I – I still think you stole him. <laughs> yes, I did. I took him away from Brandon. So, yes, I stole him. Um, I had a really um defined strategy going in, in that I wanted to focus on young players, with a you know a few veterans sprinkled sprinkled in, but mainly young players who are either not quite peaked yet or are peaking and having decent seasons, you know, that they can grow into. And so I started off the draft with uh, Brandon's guy, Saquon Barkley. Um, because I believe he won't be injured. This I, I year. hope.
1: I hope he goes off. I hope he. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Too.
2: Every every snap of every <laughs> game. Uh, and then I took DK Metcalf with my second pick. Um, I think he's a really high upside wide receiver. He could turn into a top five, pretty much consistent wide receiver, especially um uh, with Russell Wilson being his quarterback, who I also got later in the draft, and so I have a good pairing with them. Um, took. Yeah, I took Clyde edwards Lair in the 3rd and, and obviously Terry McLaurin in the 4th is my 3-4 turn. So I've I think I have my top running backs and top wide receivers pretty much set for not just this year but for a, a, multiple years into the future. Uh and then I went three straight rookies. I took Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase and Javante Williams. Williams was the guy last podcast I said I really wanted. I didn't know if I would get him. Uh luckily I did and he's my boy. He's going to be my you know third running back which is great To have um, After that I thought I made a couple Value picks with Robert Woods um, Russell Wilson in the Ninth was I thought was pretty good uh, I did take the flyer oh, Russell on, Wilson hurt me Yes <laughs> it did well Dak Prescott Taking a pick before me as the second Quarterback hurt me um, But I, I did take a flyer On Canmakers uh, in the 10th I know he's torn Achilles this year he'll be out The whole year um, but I do believe that what it, when he's healthy next year, he'll be the the clear-cut number one running back in, in L.A. I just think he's that talented. Uh, and then taking some shots. I took a shot on Trey Lance to maybe win that starting job eventually in, in San Francisco. And then with my last pick, and this may be my first drop of the season, but I did, I did take a shot on Deshaun Watson because if he actually plays or gets traded somewhere and plays – He's a top five quarterback in fantasy football. And so, you know, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. It's not really a uh, a big value pick. It was the second to last pick in the draft. So it's like, you know, there's not much else you can get with that pick that you can't just get right after the draft. So it's, it's definitely a very, very low risk, very high reward kind of pick. And so. I felt like I had a good balance of youth and veterans, and I think my draft is definitely built for the future. I don't necessarily know if I'll win the championship this year, but I think I'll be in contention in the ne- in like a bunch of years uh, down the road. But Blaze, you had an interesting draft. You had probably the most interesting draft yes, of the I entire did. team, but maybe besides Jay. Uh, why don't you go, Ted, uh, go ahead and tell us about it?
3: All right, so my first four picks I'm very happy with. I got Jonathan Taylor with my first. Mm -hmm. He's young. The Colts offensive line is great. I think he has a promising future there. And he's obviously, like, the number one receiver. I know he was sharing, like, carries a lot last year. Uh, Round two, I was going to draft Devontae Adams, but Courtney stole him right before me. So (laughs) I decided to go with A.J. Brown, who's, like, not a bad backup for that. Um, But also for my number two, I was considering Travis Kelsey. But I was like, you know what? There's only four picks between my next one. There's a chance I would get him, but I knew he wouldn't be there. I just knew if I didn't draft him, then he wouldn't be there. And then what do you know? Kevin <laughs> took him right before my next pick. So then I was like, okay, I guess I'll get George Kittle just to like get that out of the way. Um, then after that, I got uh, Jacobs, who I'm also happy with. So I got my two like uh, running backs right there. Then uh, shit kind of happened the fifth round. Um, I panicked because Josh Allen and Herbert and Murray were taken. And I was like, Ooh, I need a quarterback, but drafted Joe Burrow in the fifth round. Oh. Um, after I hit submit on the pick, I went, ooh, <laughs> I think I messed and up. And you know
1: what, Blaze? You don't say.
2: Every single person. We we did a group Zoom call. Blaze was the only one not on that call because he was with um, other people at the time. And every single one of us went, What? <laughs> We no, were I just too, surprised, we? and, and you know, as soon as that pick was made, I th- I think the, the rest of the draft got a little uh, haywire as well.
1: It just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. then we went on a huge tight end quarterback run where everyone but Brian and I picked a tight end and a quarterback. No, everyone but you. I
2: picked a, qu- I picked a tight end pretty much that round, round five.
1: Oh no, yeah. Well, well but yeah, you and was, I waited on yeah, quarterback. Yeah, was like, eh, No need.
2: Yeah, you and I waited on
1: quarterback for a while. But you know oh. who didn't? Blaze, cuz he drafted another not. quarterback.
3: <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, uh, with my next slide at uh, Mike Evans, I'm also happy with. Uh, I got Cream Hunt, DJ Shark, who <laughs> if my boy Gardner Minshew was throwing to him, I think will be a lot better, but see how uh Trevor Lawrence does with him. I got OBJ. This was like I don't know how well it's gonna turn out, but it was like later mid round pick, so I'm not like too worried if it doesn't work out that well. I got my boy uh, Ronald Jones who helped me beat Brandon last year. Uh, I got a little soft spot spot for him. And I got Juju. Um, I went for Hunter Henry as my other tight end, and I went Baker as my other quarterback, who I know isn't the best fantasy quarterback, in but
1: division.
3: yeah. And then I got my boy Harrison Booker, which I was happy with. He's one of my favorite kickers. It wasn't my boy, Youngway Koo, but he was taken right after me. and I got the Browns D. Corey Davis, who I think was my steal of the draft at round 16. Um, And then, of course, top five quarterback, Gardner Minshew, with my last pick. Uh, I
0: swear, like, half your team is the a- is AFC North, and then, like, you know, uh, half of the AFC North people that you have is just four Browns players. Kareem Hunt, yeah. Jay, Baker Mayfield, and then the Browns. It's, the it's, homer was showing a little bit, but
1: I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. It was literally just AFC North and then Gardner Minshew.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you have four Browns players and, like, what, two Tampa Bay players or three Tampa Bay players?
3: Well, last year in the... Uh... The fantasy I had like four Tampa Bay players, I think. I had Brady, Ronald Jones, Antonio Brown, and uh Godwin. And that worked out pretty all right.
0: That's right. You did. I forgot you did have all those people.
3: But yeah, no, when you when Kevin
0: took Kelsey and then you took Kittle, it started a tight end run. And I did, I was like, I do not want to like get caught into this tight end run. Because once Kelsey, Kittle, and Darren Waller were off the board, I was like, you know, those are your three tight ends that are going to, be, going to be consistently getting you, you know, 15 to 20 points a game probably, uh, maybe a little bit less. But I was like, after that, you have a, a I wouldn't say a significant drop-off, but you definitely have a, a slight drop-off. I mean, the next tight end taken was, what, uh, Noah Fant? By yeah, Jaylen which Lopez even through. then, that's what a What a, what a reach a Noah
1: rage. Fant was. Fourth round <laughs> yeah, Noah so Fant. I, I... <laughs>
0: Yikes. Yeah, that, that pick was a little shocking. Um, Mark Andrews, again, I he... You know, he's a step below those three guys. So I was like, I'm just going to hold off. I'm not going to make a run on tight ends. But then I did kind of start the run on quarterbacks.
3: I was I just about up, to say, you fucked me over on the quarterback I, run because that's took, when I panicked.
0: Yeah, I took Josh Allen and everyone waited the the, the next four. But then once CJ chose um, Justin Herbert, it started again where it was four in a row.
1: I can't believe CJ so, took Herbert over Kyler Murray or, and Lamar, to be honest.
0: I mean, just in terms of fantasy points, you gotta think, I mean, Herbert did good last year and I'm I'm sure he'll make a step up this year and and do better. But like Murray is like was consistently good at getting fantasy points last year.
1: So Kyler Murray was easily quarterback one until he had that shoulder injury. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So but yeah, no, once I took Josh Allen I kinda started that that run. But like I said, I'm I'm satisfied with my team and I think everyone else here is at least okay with their team, Blazer, the only one that maybe is a. Uh...
3: It's all right. It's not what I was hoping for, mm-hmm. but I will make it work. Yeah. I,
1: I did fail to mention when talking about my injury woes. outside of Etienne, who's out for the season, I also already have two players on the COVID list <laughs> oh, boy. who may or may not play week one, CeeDee Lamb and my kicker, Ryan Suckup.
2: Nice. So, oh. that's
1: my IR slots are full, and I will probably have to dra- uh, drop s- suck up if he's not going to play Week One. Huh. So. And
2: you tried to trade him to me.
1: You needed a healthy kicker. He didn't have COVID yet. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, my kicker <laughs> is healthy. It's fine. Dude, my whole team isn't healthy. It's it's too early for me to be this banged up, but it's fine.
3: Hey, it's better to get it out now than later, though. Right, I guess got
1: two
0: weeks. You got two weeks left to for everyone to get healthy. So, <laughs> but. So then, going back to the worst pick of the draft, which I know we've already alluded to, I think we kind of came to the consensus that that Joe Burrow pick in the fifth round was probably the uh, the worst pick in the draft. I know I don't want to single you out, Blaze, but I don't know if you. Agree
3: no, with that I would still argue that uh, Jay with Noah Fant is still worse than that. Ooh, yeah, okay,
1: they're all close. Right. All right, nah, it's still any of your quarterbacks. I would yeah. take as it were. <laughs>
2: I also would like to throw out um, Jay with Dak Prescott in the ninth round. And, you know, Dak Prescott in the ninth round would be a great value pick if he hadn't taken Patrick Mahomes in the first round. So Jay doubling down on elite quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league. Is is probably not the didn't smartest. he triple
1: down? Didn't you draft Matt Ryan too? Yeah, but uh, I mean, he drafted that, that's, someone else in the last round. It, I yeah,
2: if he hadn't drafted Dak Prescott, I would have been fine with that. That would have been a fine pick in the last round. You know,
1: and then I would have got Russ.
2: <laughs> you would have gotten Russ because I probably well, I think I was leaning towards Russell Wilson anyway because I had the the DK Metcalf already and I wanted that stack.
1: But then I would have got Dak and I would have stacked him with CD Lamb. Yeah. That would have been glorious. Yeah,
2: we would have we would have both. It would have worked I, out for both of us.
1: I got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like yeah. he's going to be a top f- five quarterback for mm-hmm. another year or two, and then I'll figure it out after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right
0: now, I want to. I want to flip it. I want to hear what you guys thinks are who had the best value. What was the best value pick?
2: I've got one. Um, CJ taking DeAndre Swift in the seventh.
0: That's not a bad pick.
2: DeAndre Swift falling all the way to the seventh round. In in the I'm dynasty league is pretty crazy. Yeah. I think he got. I was say because this is only
0: his second year, right?
2: Yeah, and he was supposed he's going to be the Bell cow in Detroit. He's he was top fifteen or close to is the second half of the season. He was like a top ten running back, and he was on. If it if that's the whole season he had, he would have been top like eight or something, and so. I think getting him at a value, especially when he has McCaffrey and Aaron Jones as his first two picks because he had the one oh one. I think that's just really, really good value. Now he has three number one running backs, I think, you know, potentially. So he doesn't he he didn't really have to draft another running back at that point unless it was just depth for injuries. So I think
1: that one was a really good pick. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. I had another mm-hmm. CJ pick when you got Robbie Anderson and what was it, the, That was the fifteenth? Sixteenth. Sixteenth,
3: the last pick of the sixteenth, is that's exactly what I was gonna to say too. Was he's insane?
1: Yeah, I I noticed he was there, and I was like, I needed another rookie to stash on my um, ah, taxi squad or whatever it's called. So mm-hmm. so instead of Robbie Anderson, I went Elijah Moore because I had to. And mm-hmm. if Robbie Anderson was came back on the other end of the snake, I was taking him. But CJ swooped him up, which was great. And then the other ones I had written down, I had written down three. It was me with Hawkinson, and then Trevor with Mike Davis. Whatever round you got Mike Davis, it was pretty late because
0: yeah, the four, 14th round. Mike
1: yep. Davis is the latest you can ever get a running a guy that's going to be the clear cut running back one on the team.
0: Well, that was my thought. I I saw that he was going to be the running back one, and I was like, I mean, it's not going to. I mean, if he's going to get be getting most or all of the carries in the backfield, that's not a bad guy to have as a you know
1: a backup no. running back or put no, into. Flex. I agree he saved my team last year when I literally had to pick up three running backs out of waivers in week four. It was Mike Davis, James Robinson, and I have no idea who the third was, but he, he put up okay numbers given the circumstances. So I think having him on your bench is a yeah. big plus. I would
2: also say for this year and knowing that what we know now, just in the last two days, Kevin's got James Robinson in the 12th round. And obviously that was before we knew Travis Etienne was out for the year, but now that he is James Robinson in the 12th round is insane value.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. Yep. That you know, Brandon went from having their starters now, Kevin just adds another weapon. Which I, I really do like Kevin's team top to bottom. I think Kevin has a very, very good team, mm-hmm. and I am, yes, kind of for those I would agree. Listening at home, he has um, where's Kevin's team here, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, uh, DJ Moore, Amari uh, Cooper. Uh, Trey Sermon, Chase Claypool, Matt Stafford, you know, some other picks. And then he has, you know, James Robinson, the Bucks defense, Young Waku, um, and then Mac Jones and Rashad Bateman as his two rookies. And I, that's just, uh, top to bottom, that's just a, a scary team. So I, I think that he's definitely going to do good. So, mm-hmm. but, yes. So awesome. But yeah, so that's a little bit about the draft. We will, um, hopefully post a picture of the results on our social media. That way you guys can look to see exactly what everyone's teams are. Um, you know, we didn't say all of our players, and there's definitely four other people in the league. Um, so, you know, just give a little bit of context there. But now, wait,
1: we gotta we gotta go around team oh, names. Oh,
0: oh yes, we do have to go around and say our team names. All right, Brandon, you go ahead and
1: start them. Wait, what is my team name? Just go name? through them. Is it Bonk?
0: Name? Yeah, just just go through all the team names.
1: All right, one second. Let me get let me get my list. This
3: one doesn't have the good team names.
1: Yeah, they're they're not our great. Well, okay, so we have me, which is Bonk. If you know, you know, and then you got Team Penis, which is CJ spelled P N I Z. Um, then Brian with what I believe to be the greatest team <laughs> name, possibly ever. Let's go, Jim Harbaugh. All one word, no caps. Yes, <laughs> let's go, Jim Harbaugh. Let's go, Jim Harbaugh. And then uh, J-1 is Elbow Room Nation. Uh, Kevin is Gibby Requires Soil. Um, if you don't know, look the t shirt t shirt up. It's glorious. You can buy it for like. Eight dollars on AliExpress. Then um, Courtney with the classic Team Clarkin. Trevor with Miller Time, and then Blaze with Team Your Boy B Dog. Yes. So yeah. I'm, so, I'm excited. I know our, not not the greatest team names no. yet. No.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll we'll end up changing them at some point, and people are gonna have some better names.
3: But hey, um, definitely... yeah, I thought I changed mine already, but I'll get to that at some point. There you
1: go. Yeah. but uh, I, w- I was going to be the fighting Bobberts in this one, but it was two characters too long, so I moved it to <laughs> our other one. That's a good one.
0: But now that we have the context of all the team names, I do want to shift to the season look ahead and give Brian a chance to give us his power, his preseason yes. power rankings. Uh, this is going to yes. be a new segment that hopefully we do every week. So, Brian, I'll, I'll pass it over to you.
2: All right, so I've got my list written down. This has gone through several versions as I've kind of looked oh. at the teams as a whole. And I'm. this is a dynasty league. So I'm not just doing this for this preseason-wise, not just doing this for this year. This is a look ahead for the entire next three, four, five years. But it's mainly focused, like it's a higher focus on this season. But it's also, you know, outlook in the future. So at the top spot, and we've already talked about it, is Kevin. Yep. His team yep. is unbelievably good right now. He has the best tight end, the best – I would say the best running backs now that James Robinson is number one in Jacksonville. Um, and then his wide receivers are no joke. I mean he has D-Hop who's obviously a beast and then DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Claypool, Deontay Johnson. They're all solid wide receivers. None of them I don't think would be you know sitting – I think every one of those wide receivers would probably make their way into starting lineups at least more than one week on every other team. Yeah. Uh, And then his backup, his quarterbacks are Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford, which are two really good quarterbacks, two, I think, top 12 quarterbacks this year in fantasy, I would say. Um, But yeah, James Robinson um, as his third RB, and then Trey Sermon, who I think, you know, towards the end of the season should be getting more work than less in San Francisco. I think his team is the most complete, and it's also really, really good at the top. And so I would say he's pretty clearly the number one team heading into the season. And, you know, obviously his first three picks being Cook, Henry, and Kelsey, they're not the youngest players. They're not, you know, third, second, uh, fourth year players, but they're still going to be pretty elite for at least the next few years. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count on him going, you know, regressing that much in the next few years. Uh, after that, it gets a little interesting. Um, now, at my last rendition of this, and this was two days ago, I did have Brandon, but I'm going to knock Brandon down a little bit because of the injuries, oh, but because my, of the trade. ETN
1: was barely even a point, like a component of my team. He was almost a tackley squad player. Oh, Means nothing.
2: I, yeah, sure. But two of your th- of your depth running backs, and you had the most running backs in this draft. And now True. that you don't, you basically <laughs> have four, which is pretty much what everybody else has. Uh, uh, because Daryl Henderson, maybe he could be useful. Who knows? But try to see. Damian is Harris useless. is better now. I I
1: won and lost on that.
2: Trip. Yeah, but he. I mean, it's it's New England backfields are always difficult. You fun. never really have. Damian a Harris
1: got like there. twenty carries a game. Yeah,
2: but he doesn't catch the ball. So I, he, there's a reason he's going to the twelfth round. Um, anyway, so right now because I moved Brandon down, I have to move somebody above Brandon, and that somebody is me. I have my (laughs) own team in the second spot. Whatever, bullshit. Yeah, boo me all you want, Boom me all you want. In my
1: mind, I was like, it's got to be CJ.
2: No, that's what I was thinking. It's me. Um, I put myself here because I feel that I have two elite running backs with the potential for at least one more this year and two more next year. I think that my team has is set up in in a way to where I will have four elite running backs next year and three elite wide receivers next year. Um, I don't know. These are rookies and, you know, injuries play a role. So it's not a guarantee that that's going to happen, but I'm definitely like set up for that. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a pretty big stud in the league. And then obviously you have Russell Wilson, you have Robert Woods, you have some more proven commodities there too. So I think it, I think my team is the best combination in the league of present and future. So that's why I have my team as second in the power rankings, um, Brandon. Unfortunately, you are not in the third spot. You are actually moving to the fourth spot because oh CJ God. is all oh,
1: because spot. of Travis Etienne, who <laughs> wasn't even going to play on my team. Yes,
2: exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it's a very thin margins, right? Like we're all right together. That's what. Of I'll course, you
3: like would that. be the top out of those three, though. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes. I wasn't to the last time I made these, but because of injuries, oh, that's how what it's Anyway, I have C.J. at number three. Obviously, you know, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Gender Swift is probably the closest comparison to Kevin's top three RBs, if not better. I mean, it could be better depending on the week. Um, What really kind of set Kevin apart from C.J., though, is I think Kevin has a better tight end, better quarterback, and slightly better wide receivers. And that's why I think Kevin's at the top, and it's pretty clear.
1: C.J. has also insanely thin depth at the running back position. He has he's a he has uh thin depth. I I will
2: agree, but it's depth that can only be broken through by injury because I think all four of his running backs are talented enough to not have to be benched at all unless they're injured. So, it it, yeah obviously injuries happen, but he's not he's not in any position to where if they they're not going to perform bad. Um, anyways, wide receivers are a little bit um, underperforming here. Justin Jefferson's obviously a beast, but his wide receiver two is T. Higgins, then Keddy Galladay, Jerry Judy, who I think will, you know, have a better season, Um, Robbie Anderson, but he just doesn't have the high level wide receiver talent that the other three teams or the other two teams do. Um, uh, and then Brandon, obviously down to four, very slim margins. I know. I think CJ and Brandon could definitely flip flop multiple times. Um, if you think about it different ways, but uh, obviously you have really good running backs at the top in Chubb and Elliott. Um, CD lamb's going to be really good. I think he's going to break out. Austin Eckler is a beast. Um, he has to stay healthy, which is, you know, tough for Eckler. He's never been, you know, through a healthy, se- a full healthy season. I don't believe. Uh, then he got Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen Cooper cup, just, just really, really solid at every position. Uh, I think quarterback, I definitely think you probably have one of on the weaker side of quarterback groups. I know Aaron Rodgers is really good, but even last year he was only like the quarterback seven or something or quarterback eight. And I think most teams in the league have just higher upside at the quarterback position. You're not as bad as boys, uh, but it's <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> um, and then tight end, you, you're you're right in the middle of the tight end group. I think you know with with me, CJ, and and you. Um, and then the other two tight ends who we'll, we'll get to later um, are a little bit further down. But that's why I have you at the four spot now, especially with the injuries kind of shaking your depth to its core. Um, so you're, you're, you, you, um, you don't have a lot of wiggle room anymore. Uh, and then we get to the bottom half. So number five is Trevor. Woo. Um, I think Trevor has probably the biggest chance to jump up if his players hit hard. Um, he definitely has probably the top 1 2 punch in wide receiver with the uh, Tyreek Hill stuff on Diggs and his running backs are pretty good too they're young Gibson and Montgomery both had breakout seasons last year but they're going to have to continue those breakout seasons to you know keep Trevor in high level contention because while he does have a lot of running back depth and a lot of like starting running back depth and Chris Carson Gaskin and Davis the upside really only lies with Antonio Gibson and maybe David Montgomery and so the others are, are, you know, they're average, you know, run, running back twos. But I don't think they nearly have any of the upside as, as a lot of other teams' top running backs. Um, so I think Trevor, at that five spot, his tight ends, I think he has the worst tight end group in the league. Um, no offense. No, that's okay. Uh, but I think Gaseki and Tunyon both had really, really good seasons last year that they've never had before. I, I just don't see that happening again. Um he's uh so that's kind of why I have Trevor at the fifth spot. Um getting into sixth place, I have Jalen. Um Jalen has been the victim of a couple of really tough picks that we, we haven't been too big of a fan of. Snow fan, Dak Prescott, um three tight ends, three quarterbacks is not necessarily a strategy <laughs> most people followed <laughs> in this draft. But he does have some pretty pretty solid players at the top. I mean he has Dobbins, Mixon, and Sanders as his running backs, which is good. And then Ridley, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones as top three wide receivers. I think that's still solid at the top, but his his depth is is pretty lacking because he took three quarterbacks and three tight ends. Um, So that's kind of what put him down. He does have Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So he has the best quarterback um, depth chart in the league with Mahomes and Dak Prescott at the top. So if any either of them get injured, he's perfectly fine there. Um, and then Noah Fan as it's tight end, it's a bit of a reach. Uh, at number seven, we have Courtney. Um, I think she her first three picks are really good. Kamara, Devonte Adams, and Darren Waller. And Najee Harris, I think, is a great pick as well. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, her first five picks were pretty great. Uh, but then, you know, the, the obvious misclick of the century when she took Michael Thomas in the sixth round uh, didn't mean to. So that's kind of a, a, of a loss. And then Tyler Lockett as the other wide receiver isn't bad. But I think her depth is is what's really lacking here. Is that after that, Devonte Adams and Tyler Lockett are her only wide receivers that are really going to see a lot of action. She has Devonte Smith, Tyler Boyd, and Terrace Marshall, who it's going to be really tough to see them be you know elite level difference makers in a flex spot or or <laughs> you know coming in a, in injury. So she's really relying on Michael Thomas coming back and being an elite produ- producer, which is. It's tough to say if that'll happen. I'm and sorry, then running back.
0: I'm trying to control myself. But this <laughs> is just setting up for you to just have the biggest roast of Blazes' team, and I am about to start crying because I'm excited, I'm excited for,
3: for it. Yes.
1: For those who can't see us, which is all everyone, <laughs> me and Trevor giggling at school schoolgirls as the in the background is because we can see Blazes' face right now. And it's just red and hasn't moved. He's one big tomato-looking mustache at the moment. You know
2: what's really funny is I'm not looking at the at the call right now. I'm looking at the team, so I haven't been oh, paying attention at all. Right.
3: I know you're not. Right.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, to, to finish up to finish up Courtney's team, right? Um, so only Chase Edmonds uh, as a any serviceable RB that's in the backfield, other than like an injury replacement that's AJ Dylan. Um, just no real depth that that can. Come in, at Eddie. Either bye weeks or injuries, so she's really on thin ice. Uh, and then that comes to our last team, <laughs> and I'm really sorry, Blaze.
3: I don't think you your are.
2: teams your team's pretty stinky. I,
3: <laughs> you know what? Before you start, okay. I have a bad team. I can admit that. Yeah, I'm not the worst team in this league. Who? Well, before I go into who, who it, who do worse? you think is the worst team? In the Courtney league? has a worse team than I do.
2: I disagree. I <laughs> heartily
3: disagree with that.
2: <laughs> I think her first five picks bite, like, eat yours for breakfast. No, I think... You think Darren
3: <laughs> Waller beats George Kittle for yes, breakfast?
2: Yes, In that o- In the offense that they're in, Najee Harris players, is going
3: to suck this year, and you no, think he's him not. at four?
2: Josh Jacobs is not a good pick. I'm sorry.
3: You could have had Joe Mixon,
2: we'll you could have had David Montgomery, you could have had DeAndre Swift, you could have had... Jacobs is better Miles than Joe Sanders. Mixon. No, he's not. Anyway, let me talk. So, Go for I it. think your first four picks were all right. You know, <clears throat> if we're really like kind of taking a a, a a high level look, your first four picks were fine. After that, I think you you made by far the worst picks in the draft. Uh, <laughs> taking Joe Burrow in the fifth, obviously, it was a mistake. That's, yeah, we all that's fair. It. Yes, Mike Evans, I think, is this. At best, the second wide receiver in Tampa Bay. At worst, the third wide receiver in Tampa Bay.
1: That's a smelly take.
2: Because Antonio Brown is going to have a significantly bigger role. You still have Gronk. You still have Scotty Miller. You still have O.J. Howard coming back. You have Gio Bernard coming out of the backfield now, still with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. It's just so loaded, and you could have taken D.J. Moore. You could have taken Tyler Lockett. You could have taken Amari Cooper. Cooper Cup was there and just, you know, better than DJ picks.
3: Moore, I will never draft him again in any league because every time <laughs> I put him in, he gets me zero points. And every time yes, I don't, yes. he gets like 30. Yeah. That happened anyway. To
1: Brandon last year, too. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. DJ Moore is an absolute experience anyway, as an owner.
0: To
2: keep going. Kareem Hunt, I don't believe in that well. I mean, I think he's an RB, maybe a borderline RB2, but I think you had more valuable picks on the board like a Miles Sanders or a Javante Williams. DJ Chark, again, Jacksonville Avez, I don't think it's that good. He's not the number one receiver there either. Uh, Marvin Jones is. Then Odell Beckham, I think he can splash. That's definitely somebody I would have drafted if it got back to me um, at the nine in the ninth round. So I think that was a fine pick. Ronald Jones, I don't like because there's a lot of running backs in that backfield. He hit last year, but he could very easily become the third running back in in Tampa Bay Um, just because Bruce Arians, you know, rides the hot hand. So if he doesn't get hot like he did last year in a couple of games, then that's, you know, that's not a very valuable pick. Juju Smith Schuster is a fine pick. Hunter Henry's okay. You could have probably. I mean, there's not much else you know you can do. There's a lot of tight ends already off the board. Baker Mayfield, I don't think is a good pick at all. I think there there's other quarterbacks on the field like a uh, a Jalen Hurts that are just more valuable, or you could take in a rookie that's going to maybe be on your team longer. Uh, Butker is a great kicker. Fine. Browns defense. Ah, come on. Do we really buy the Browns defense as being a fantasy defense? Uh, eh. Maybe. I hope so. Corey Davis. Corey Davis was probably your best pick. After Josh, like after George Kittle, because I think Corey Davis is the clear cut number one um, receiver in New York. And I think, you know, he's going to actually, you know, be maybe even startable in this league and to get him in a 16th round value. I think that's pretty good. And then Minshew obviously is a joke. Um, uh, no, in a my top opinion, five quarterback.
0: As a he's going to be a top five quarterback. Brownie. Yeah. You're really, t-
2: you're really leaning into this bet you made with me, but He's a third quarterback off the board, and uh, to be honest, if you had taken him in the thirteenth round instead of Baker Mayfield, it would have been the same pick to me. Um, he, Baker Mayfield's that, that worthless in this league, so that's my two cents as to why I have places to last in the draft, and that was a, a bit harsh, but.
3: <laughs> so then, <laughs> just wait till week one, Brian. Just wait till week one.
2: We are playing each other in week one, so you could really make me eat my own words here. That could be that could be very funny. I would I would very be shocked funny. if
0: he made you eat your own words, but I I it just I think that uh, I think your analysis was right, Brian. I think you were a little harsh. <laughs> I think you were a little I harsh. I was very
2: harsh. I, I, I was very harsh. I have but, written down the strengths of each team, like down here, Blaze. I wrote your strength as tight end. <laughs>
3: that's fair. Um,
2: I think, and and just to just to be clear, I wrote Kevin's strength as running back, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. <laughs> Um, That's
0: every yep. position mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. and it I wrote Courtney's, every position. For, for for your reference I wrote Courtney's strength as Running back and top heavy
0: Interesting So then Are your top six teams in your power rankings Those are the six teams that you think will make the yes, playoffs Yes those
2: will be the six teams that I think will make the playoffs okay. I think Courtney and Blaze will miss the playoffs This year
0: Alright Blaze I want to give you a chance to rebuttal Which which six teams do you think will make the playoffs tomorrow League
3: I think everyone but Courtney and Jay. Okay. All right. So he's mm-hmm. he sees himself as sneaking in there with one of the, one
0: of those. Uh... Oh, I'm number six for okay. sure. Okay. 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 <laughs> I um. Okay, buddy. I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, Blaze, but I'm gonna have to agree with Brian here. I think the six teams that are gonna make it are um, the six except for you and uh, you and Courtney. I would love for you to prove me wrong. Like I want you to prove me wrong, but just based yeah. off of. Based off this of the is an open list too, and Joe Burrow being QB1, Yeah, I just yeah. think that you're going to be... I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to be the last. I think you're going to be the, the seventh seed. and There's That's six. all it that matters yeah, to me. Yeah. And so I, I, to I think that uh, uh, Joe Burrow is definitely going to be one of your downfalls, if not mm-hmm. all of them.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I will say, Blaze, um, for the next power rankings every um yeah uh every next power rankings i really won't put too much credence on the previous week so if you would beat if you end up beating me you'll probably shoot up more than like a a spot
1: i will say brian we we had very very similar rankings i also had kevin at one after that though our middles are a little different i had cj at two Mm -hmm. me at three you at four okay so, but I could easily see me and CJ flip flopping. Or, no, I can't see you up there. I lied. I lied to <laughs> myself. I was trying to be nice. But I think you don't think I have a better team is, than you. I think Kevin is one for sure, and I think yes, the that's, next that's three obvious. are me, you, and CJ. However, okay. you want to. Spin I it. would
2: agree with that. I would agree with that. I think there's a clear one. There's a clear two through four. There's a clear five. I think Trevor's a clear five. I think six. Okay
0: with that. I'm okay with being a clear cut. In,
2: in my opinion. There's a clear six, and that's Jalen. But I obviously that's, you know, different. Is practice. there a
0: clear eight? <laughs>
2: I wouldn't opinion? say it's clear. clear I would say Courtney is definitely down there. I don't say, I don't think it's 100% like this is it exactly. It seemed pretty
3: clear 10 minutes eight.
2: ago. Obviously. It if did, we yes.
1: In. I was playing it up for the camera, you know? <laughs> also, but, I will say, when you were reviewing Blaze's team – Mm-hmm. And you're like, you drafted this guy, which was, you suck, you're stupid, but you could have had player XYZ, and every one of those comparisons, you listed the player that I took next. So obviously yeah. you're a huge fan of my team.
3: <laughs> I d- but yeah, yeah you still putting himself good. above you, Brandon, don't worry.
1: No, nah, it makes sense to me,
2: dog. <laughs> we'll see how the, re- the power rankings end up after a game is
1: played. It, uh, by week three, I'll be out of running back, so... I'll this is only, that. I
2: blaze another another thing that I put into this was I did kind of download our league and put it into a dynasty site that kind of rates our teams. And another reason why I don't think yours is near is is quite as good is because after kind of your top five youth is not really a, a a big component to the team. Um, so you're I think you're going to be put into some difficult, especially because of the way the league set up. Because the taxi squads, you need to put rookies or second years, and you don't got any of those. The only second year player you have is Jonathan Taylor. You, you oh, and Joe Burrow. So unless you're putting two top five picks onto the taxi you're gonna have to drop two players. Fair. Um, so that kind of nullifies yeah, a, a little bit Minshew, of drafting. So you're
1: yeah, <laughs> gonna, say, you he's gonna
2: drop Minshew. Um but yeah, so it kinda it doesn't, it doesn't do that justice either. And so you I, I think your team is built the worst for the future. Although you, your top four or five picks are, are young players, which is still fine.
0: Cool. Well, I do want to shift now um, a little bit from fantasy to normal NFL. I know we discussed what, who the six teams we think are going to be in the fantasy playoffs. But I want to, I want to discuss what we think the um, seven teams from each uh, conference, who is going to make the playoffs in the actual NFL. And, uh, Blaze, I want to start with you on this one. I know we kind of let you go last that last round, and I I just want to hear what your thoughts are on the actual NFL.
3: So we'll start with AFC. Okay. And the north, we got the Browns. Uh, The south, we got the Titans. The east, we got the Bills. And the west, we have the Chiefs as, like, the winners of each of those divisions. And then wild card, I got Ravens, Colts, and Chargers. No order, just the three teams.
1: Okay. And then –
3: Leaders of the NFC. I got the Packers. I got the Bucks. I got Washington. And then I have the Cardinals. And then I have Seahawks, Bears, <gasps> whoa. and Saints. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. The that's,
3: Cardinals. That's a, okay.
0: That that's, that took us all by whoa, surprise whoa. right
3: there. Yep. I went a little, little hot with it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Is AJ Green back from the dead? Is that?
3: I JJ think Watt so.
1: Back from the dead. And <laughs> JJ
3: Watt. Is Cliff Kingsbury
1: going to be a good coach and not just all a retired home? team? J.J. Watt Jason, <laughs> A.J. Green. <laughs> they get Larry Fitzgerald oh, to come cut, back? i cut you off and then you're... Yeah, around, you're say around. your wild cards again. I yes. didn't even hear it.
3: My wild cards, we got the Seahawks, Bears, and the Saints.
1: The Bears. The
3: Bears. The Bears.
2: The Bears. I was, is that, I was is that expecting Justin Fields to be
3: starting? That is expecting Justin Fields. Okay.
2: Uh, my,
0: I mean, I agree with you that the, the Bears are going to make it on the NFC side. I'll, I'll just go through my NFC and stuff now. I have I have the Rams winning the uh, NFC West, not the Cardinals. I don't know if that's a better pick or not. Um, then the Bucks, yes. football team, Washington football team, Packers. And then I have the uh, Seattle, the Bears, and then Mr. Jameis Winston leading the Saints to the playoffs. As I said last week, uh, Jameis Winston balled out. Uh on Monday night football uh in week two of the preseason, and if that is any indication of how he's gonna play in the normal season, I think the Saints have a wild card spot on lock. And over in the AFC, um in no particular order, uh Browns, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Ravens, Chargers, and then the last one I don't it's up in the air because if Carson Wentz is out, I don't think the Colts are going to make the playoffs. He's um, back
1: already. He yeah, he's in surgery. practice already. He's, oh,
0: he's back to play. Yeah, right. he's what already back. He's already back that. That. Well, in practice. Then it's, okay. All right. Well, then the Colts. That's right. my last pick, then. So okay. that is my 14th. I will say, lock it in.
1: Go ahead, Brandon. It, it seems like we basically all have the same AFC. I don't. Yeah, but. Whether, whether you have Ravens or Browns winning the AFC North, that's up in the air, I guess. But odds are both makes playoffs. So I have, I have Ravens winning the division. And then the Titans winning the South, Chiefs the West, Bills the East. Then I have Browns, Colts, Chargers, which is basically all basically exactly what we've all had. The the outlier there is maybe you have Dolphins taking the last, exactly last spot depending on how like if, if Carson Wentz wasn't plays. Healthy, that's
0: who I would have said is maybe Miami, but
1: yeah. And then NFC football team supremacy, um, Rams winning the West. The Packers winning the north and the Bucks winning the South. And then in the play in the wild card, I have Seattle, San Francisco, and Minnesota.
3: Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. I was thinking about Minnesota a bit too. All right. I
1: think I think Minnesota's bad.
2: I am an outlier here with my AFC. So there's only one difference. So I have the Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Browns winning their divisions. Um, so that's pretty standard with the rest of you. I have the Ravens and Chargers making the playoffs. But my other wild card team is the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: I I think the the Pittsburgh Steelers have looked
2: great in the preseason. Their offense looks a little bit better. I think they actually have some semblance of a running game. I don't think it'll be very good, but I think it'll do something. Um, And they still have a great wide receiver group. I think their tight ends are pretty solid. And their defense is still a Steelers defense. It's still going to be a really good defense. I like they were bad at the end of last season, but they still went 12 and four and they still won their first 11 games, I think. So I don't see them regressing under 500 close to that. Um, and, and I see the dolphins regressing a little bit. I think the Patriots will come up a little bit. I, I don't like the Colts even with Carson Wentz because it's Carson Wentz. I mean, the last two years of Wentz have been bad. Um, And just because he's on a new team, Their offensive line's better, but their wide receivers aren't that much better. Their running game's okay um, with Taylor. And their defense, I think, is a little overrated. I think the Colts' defense doesn't have the star power as some of the other defenses. um, That you definitely need to be an elite defense. So I think they're going to be above average, but I I, I just don't see the Colts as like a, a playoff, playoff team. So I have the Steelers as my third wild card. And then in the NFC, a little bit different. I have the Packers, Tampa, and Seattle as my other division winners. And then I have the Cowboys uh, winning the uh, NFC lease because I think they're just way too talented on offense to uh, be bad. And they almost won it last year without Dak Prescott. And, you know, the rest of the division kind of sucked last year anyway, but they almost they almost won the division without Dak Prescott. Um and then my wildcard teams are the Rams, uh, 49ers, and then I have the football team as a wildcard team. So I think two teams are coming out of the NFC Least. Uh, so and three no teams.
3: the NFC
0: Least anymore. Yes. They are and no longer the two
2: NFC Two teams least. in the NFC Least, three teams in the NFC West, and then just one in the South
1: and North. I, I could easily see all four teams in the West making it. I could too. Except for the fact that they play each other twice. Yes. Right. Just, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only downside. Each other apart, I so. think all of their records are going to be pretty close. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: There's not going to be a, a, I, like a tier above.
1: Yeah. I want to elaborate on the Vikings pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. what the, the Vikings, they win seven games last year? Eight games? Six or seven. Like, yeah, somewhere in there. And they had one of, if not the worst defense in the league. Which is quite groundbreaking news because their head coach, Mike Zimmer, is known for his defense. Mike Zimmer almost always has a good defense. But if you look at it, they had a... Large amount of injuries early in the season, COVID opt-outs, stuff like that. They've completely revamped the defense. They got people back that were out last year. They had draft picks. And hopefully a Mike Zimmer defense goes back to being a Mike Zimmer defense. And then on the off- offensive side, you still have Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. They're going to put up points. So I think the Vikings could easily be a 10-win team this year if that defense bounces back in a way that I think it will. So I... I think the Vikings are, like, my hot pick, my sleeper pick for a huge bounce-back season because always a team that didn't make the playoffs or sucked the previous year comes out of nowhere and makes the playoffs this year. It's, like, clockwork. Somebody we're not expecting will hop in just, like, every year. So the Vikings (laughs) are my pick for that. (laughs) Okay,
0: okay. Well, good job there. Um, We'll see how those end up shaking out. Um, And then we'll go, like, a little bit more of a deep dive into, like, actual Week 1 matchups next week on our podcast before actual week one so um but next is our new topic our new segment which is going to be called flops tops and drops and these are players that we think that we should either pick up this week stay away from this week maybe they had a good week last week and they're going to continue on to a hot streak um or maybe players that you know just completely shit the bed um so I'm going to let Brandon start with this one. Brandon hasn't started yet. And I would like to know maybe what are some of your flops, tops and drops based on this past week in preseason, the past few weeks in preseason, then after the draft.
1: I thought long and hard about this segment. And I really came to absolutely no conclusion. Despite all of my thought today, I've just been overridden with sadness for my Travis Etienne pick. So my flop is just the Jaguars. They're all down bad. The entire team, the entire organization, top to bottom. They're down bad. ETN's down bad. I'm down bad.
2: Blaze is down bad
1: with Gardner (laughs) Minshew. Two complete Jaguars preseason games. And my only takeaway is that they suck. Bad. That offense is awful. They have no chemistry, no rhythm, no identity, no creativity. And it's like they literally have... a box a week old cheddar cheese as an offensive line. It just it doesn't work. It, the, the Jaguars big old flop. I thought the Texans were the worst team in the league still do but god, the Jaguars might give them a run for their money. Just big old big old flop. Yeah.
2: I think the only thing that'll keep the Jaguars ahead of the Texans is quarterback play. And that goes out the window if Deshaun Watson plays at any point this season. Which I I don't know if he will, but that's the only thing that separates them right now. <laughs>
0: All right, Brian, what are you what is your flop top or drop
2: then? So I have a top for this season. Um okay. and this is just what I think will happen throughout the season. Um and this goes along with me loving my fantasy football team and me loving this player in, in in particular, is I think Kyle Pitts will be a top three tight end. I think he'll break in and kick one of the one of a one of the top three out. If not, he'll be right there at number four. Um Incorrect. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think because he's going to be, one, it's a terrible defense in Atlanta. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Two, I don't know how good their running game is. Mike Davis was really good for you know the first couple of weeks when McCaffrey went out. But, but as he started to become the number one running back and he's getting the number one reps in practice and in games, it really slowed him down the second half of the season and to the point where they were starting to rotate more players in and out. So he's already the number one in Atlanta. That might happen again. He might get, you know, after a couple weeks of good performance, he might kind of slow down that role. And they're just going to be throwing the heck out of the ball because Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are the only two that are really solid targets. I mean, Russell Gage is there and he'll probably take some targets away too. But um, from every indication of what people are saying out of practices and preseason games, Kyle Pitts looked really good as a tight end. And so I think he's just going to be a beast because he's the most talented tight end ever to come in the league from the draft. I think just in pure skill, size, athleticism, all that stuff. He's basically just a, 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 like a Calvin Johnson light, maybe a little heavier, a little slower plays inside, but that's what, you know, he has the same body type as. So I think he's going to be an absolute beast. All
3: right. All right. Blaze. All right. I got a top. Oh, I got, what's his name? Marquez Calloway out of the Saints. <laughs> What's his name?
1: <laughs>
2: I can't Marquez. Remember. It's Marquez, according Mar- to the broad- broadcasts.
3: All right. Well, I thought his connection with uh, Jameis Winston was balling. They had some nice deep passes who? in there. What? Who'd you say? His connection with who? With Winston. Jameis? No, who'd you say? Jameis Winston. Jameis? <laughs>
2: Never mind, never mind, Blaze. It's alright.
3: Wait, is it Jamius or Jameis?
2: It's Jameis, but you've said Jamius in the past. It's...
3: I keep saying Jameis. <laughs> I anyway. have never tried to say Jamius in my life. You know, he's my drop now.
2: <laughs> all right, he's my drop. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Mark Marquez Calloway, Blaze. Why do you like
3: him? Yeah, he's he's my top. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he had that connection with. Um... James T- James Winston. <laughs> Winston uh this past week in the in the preseason game. Um my top and this kind of I oh did you say you also had a, a drop blazer? No, you just had a top. No, I just my top. Okay. Um my top, and I know this goes against what Brandon just said, but my top is James Robinson. <laughs> uh, solely because he now has that starting job and he's gonna be getting all of the feature back carries. Except for um, Hyde. Carlos Hyde will be your third down back, I guess, and maybe your third down
1: back. back. Uh, opposite, I mean, opposite, flip him around. He's goal the goal line. I I think, I think but, you're underestimating Urban Meyer's allegiance to being stupid. I think <laughs> honestly, I think Laviska all could get some
2: carries in the backfield. I mean, it's <laughs> Urban Meyer; he's going to use wide receivers as running backs. We all know that. I mean, Curtis Samuel was his kingpin a while I mean, back.
1: Trevor, run it, run it. I want to hear. But yeah, so
0: it. Like, you know, now, like we said, it's looking like that was a steal for Kevin in the draft. So I think if you, you've already had your draft and maybe he wasn't picked up because of people thought ETN was going to be that starter, definitely be one of the guys that you try to pick up um, on the waiver wire or before the season starts, because he could end up breaking out or whatever. So, yeah, my, I would also
2: that like that to top. throw out a drop and I don't think he's a drop right now, um, I think. But in the first after a couple weeks, I think he could definitely be in that range as Daryl Henderson. Uh, they just traded for Sonny Michel. They gave up a fourth round pick, which isn't nothing. That's actually, that's a decent pick. Um, and you're not going to give up a decent pick for somebody who's going to be your backup running back. Um, that just doesn't happen in the NFL. So I think Sony Michel is, I would say, going to be at least 50-50 with Daryl Henderson in the backfield, possibly taking more of the work away. Because he's looked okay in preseason and obviously he hasn't had the career of a first round running back that you would expect. But Daryl Henderson struggles with injuries. He just didn't take advantage of his role last year as much. Um, and I think if he falters, then there's really going to be some consideration uh, to to not really uh, roster him, especially in our league where he was taken pretty late in the draft. You know, it, it, it might not be worth it to keep him around. If another running back comes up, that's going to be better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it feels bad. <laughs> and I, I do have one more drop, and this is – um, solely if you listened to Blaze's advice last week about Gardner Minshew. Uh, Gardner Minshew is a drop solely because Trevor <laughs> Lawrence was named as the starter. This goes back to Brandon again saying the entire Jags offense is a flop. But I think that if you listened to Blaze's advice and you chose Gardner Minshew for cool. some reason, <laughs> you should drop him. I
2: think well, Trevor, him. Trevor, I think Gardner Minshew was already an undraftable player. Well, I don't know of any d- person aside from a thirty-two person, thirty pick league or thirty round. league. Hold up, Brian.
3: Hold up, Brian. That took
2: Gardner Minshew.
3: Oh, give us the statistics, Brian. I mean, Blaze. Yeah. What, what According math? to Sleeper Fantasy, uh-huh. Gardner Minshew is fifty-five uh-huh. oh, percent rostered and two percent started. You know why,
2: Blaze? You know why? Because sleeper is a dynasty to league, me and he's
3: going to be a top five quarterback. Sleeper is a dynasty league, <laughs> so
2: it's taking into account all of the previous drafts from the previous years. And Gardner mitchell has been a starting quarterback for the last two years for Jacksonville. That's why people have him. I I guarantee Blaise, is you that, really that percent you die on
1: all the stupid things you said. It will be. <laughs> but that is fifty dollars,
2: fifty dollars,
1: Blaze was my
0: last drop. Does anyone else have any other flops, tops, or drops that they would like to discuss?
1: I do not. Um, I just had one. Wait, go oh, for it. Go for it. No, I lost it. No, I lost not, it. I think, yeah. they started talking about Gardner Minshew, and I lost it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, is, that is okay. Well, now we're going to shift completely away from football. Uh, neither fantasy nor um, normal football. I guess it's about a football player. Uh, but we're gonna shift to story time with Trevor. Uh this is a new segment that will happen occasionally, as will other, you know, certain rotational segments. Um but this this story that I'm going to be telling today was referenced last uh on last week's podcast by Blaze. Um it is about a friend, not a friend, an enemy <laughs> of mine, um <laughs> Justin Fields. Can I can I can I set the scene? Yes, all right. I'll let Brandon set the scene here and then I will go ahead and
1: take that away. All right. It is a cold, rainy night, early January. I mean, February. I mean, no, it was January. I lied again. I'm just going to run it back. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cold, rainy January night. Brandon and Trevor are going out to the bars because they have nothing better to do on the weekend. Trevor is down bad for yet another blonde that he met through his Nike program. Of which he has no chance with, but still remains snapchatting said blonde with no chance deep in his feels. And despite multiple attempts of Brandon trying to get Trevor to admit that he is down bad, Trevor says, and I quote, I don't even like her. (laughs) So we leave to go to the bars. The scene is set. Trevor,
0: Yeah, so the scene is set. So Brandon gave a little bit of background on this very nice lady. Um, but I met her, uh, junior year and I was super into her. Uh, we had snapchatted a lot and I really thought I had a chance. Like I was definitely in over my head. <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> I, it was, she was out of my league pr- probably, I don't know. Anyways, I thought I had a chance and I was snapchatting one night and, um, I was like, Oh, do you want to go? And she's like, no, I'm already at a bar with my friends." No, and like, right? <laughs> she didn't say no exactly. But she was already with a friend, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go out with Brandon. Uh, We're going to enjoy ourselves. Well, um, we stopped Snapchatting that night. I wake up the next morning, and she goes, guess who bought me a shot last night? And I was like, oh, it's probably just, you know, someone that we we mutually know. And she goes, no, it was Justin Fields. So Justin Fields, who I idolized because he was, you know, the quarterback at Ohio State, decided to slide on in and steal my the girl of my dreams at that certain day away. Um certain and I was day. devastated. Uh, that that specific date, you know, uh, the next month I was pretty sure I was into someone else, who knows. Either way, <laughs> I was I was heartbroken at the time. I I was like how could how could my idol do this, you know, steal the girl of my dreams? And I I later on found out, I don't know if I ever told any of you this, that Chase Young also stole my girl at one point. Uh, She went to uh, her friend, her her friend was sleeping with another member of the football team and it was Chase Young's roommate. So she hung out with Chase Young the entire time that her friend was off being boned by another football player. So (laughs) she has been stolen not only by Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears, but also of Chase Young, defensive end of the Washington football team two of my idols and I, I was heartbroken and it took me a while to get over it. And um, the, the hardest part for me was when I found out I was moving to Chicago, I was excited. I was like, all right, I'm getting out of Columbus. And then Justin Fields got drafted to Chicago and I went, Oh no. Literally I, a
1: week later,
0: literally a week later, I was actually <laughs> tempted to Instagram message Justin Fields and be like, Hey, moving to Chicago need a roommate question mark. And then I could have taken him down but
3: yeah man. yeah yeah you yeah. could have really
2: you could have done a number and just 100 nfl quarterback I was, I, was gonna, I was gonna
0: tell him that if he just pays the rent i'll do the cooking cleaning i'll be his maid
2: you'll be his bitch <laughs> you, are, you already are
0: I, I would be i would like make myself be his his bitch for sure even though i already was mm-hmm. but so that that's a little bit of story time with trevor that's just a short story uh, a little bit of a glimpse into our personal lives. That way we're not just robots here. You're listening to us talking. So I,
1: I will add to the story. When we were out prior to finding out that Justin Fields had stolen his girl, we had walked past this bar that is not a fine establishment by any means. You just don't go there. We'd walked past it twice, and both times Trevor went, Yo, we should go there. And I went, Why? That place sucks, Trevor. Why do you want to go there? And he goes, No reason. Both times. Come to find out a, days later that the girl that later got bought a shot by Justin Fields was there. So Trevor could have stopped this entire thing from happening by just saying the words, the girl I'm talking to is at that bar. And we, we could have prevented this. But Trevor dug his own grave. And now yeah. we have one of my favorite stories, if not the favorite story <laughs> of our college years. And yeah, it all could have been prevented just... by Trevor just being a man.
0: I get destroyed by everybody for it. It's one of those things that's just going to live on. So, but that is a little bit of story time with Trevor. So did anyone else have anything else they wanted to talk about before we wrap up?
1: Now well, we got, we got a big episode them, next week. Uh, stay tuned. We might be uh, signing the contract with special, special guest, fellow league member, CJ Swaggert to uh, help us preview week one, get a little parlay going, possibly some betting odds. Uh, We'll see, but uh, yeah. stay tuned and you for the next what? Week's episode. You know it should what?
2: Be a banger. I'm still waiting to hear back from Will. I am. So,
1: yeah, where's Mike uh, Glennon? Reach anybody, anybody reach out to Mike Glennon either? No. No, we we'll have to get on that.
0: Mike Glennon yep. and Will. I am. Those are things that we need to get on. Those are week. our
2: dream guests. Uh, we'll, we'll get them eventually, you know.
0: All right. Yes, I will start DMing Mike Glennon on Instagram this week saying, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Until he responds. <laughs> hey, Mike. <So. laughs> Alrighty, well that wraps up our second show, and we hope that you guys enjoyed yourselves and you listen to us next week on the episode. Uh, see you guys! Thanks, everybody. Bye. Uh,
1: adios. <laughs> What night do you you I really love to be
0: Chug, to wakily Who the Number one for